listening and have a dope day. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. It's so good to be back with you guys. And we have a caller. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Happy holidays. I am good. I'm glad you're back. We missed you last week. (laughs) Yeah, that was uh, some little technical difficulties we had going on here in the studio, but Everything is good now. Thanks for calling. I'm so glad to hear you missed me. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you, too. Stay blessed. Okay. Talk to you soon. You, too. Bye-bye. Like Carolina reaching out. <laughs> Have Bye-bye. a blessed day. You, too. So, 
So I know how all my blessed and highly favored people are doing this morning. You're doing well in Jesus' name. Yes, we had a couple of technical difficulties last week. So I was here, but you, I wasn't here. But either way, we're going to overlook that because you know what? I chalked it up to the devil didn't want me to get that information out to you. You know how I am. Nothing just happens. Everything is happening for a reason, be it for God's reason or for the enemy's reason. But everything happens for a reason. And he didn't want this message to go out last week. But you know what? It's going out this week. And it's just it is just as important this week as it was last week. If anything, probably more important now because he tried to stop it. Right. So I know all my blessed and highly favored people are doing well. Happy December. Welcome to the last month of the year. And we are excited in this, right? And this is the things that we have to look forward to in this month of December. We have the winter solstice for all of you people who love winter. And you know, that's not me, but I'm going to be happy for you anyway, because I know there's a lot of people that like cold weather. And you know what? I've come to appreciate, and you know, I've said this in previous shows, just when some of the shows, like if it was a fall day and it was nice and crisp and just the air felt clean, I have come to appreciate colder weather, not freezing weather, just a little colder weather. So we have the shortest day of the year coming up with the, yeah, I think it's the shortest day of the year because it's the winter solstice because we're going into winter. So... Well, not the shortest day. You can't have the shortest day of the year. (laughs) That doesn't make sense. There's 24 hours in every day. So it's not the shortest day. It's the day with the least amount of sunlight, I guess. I think that's what it is. (laughs) But it's not the shortest day. Oh, my gosh. I'm taking time away from us. And that's going to happen on December 21st. And that takes place in the Northern Hemisphere. And for those of you who are not geology buffs like me, geology, you hear me? geography buffs like me, uh, that happens in the northern part of the earth, which is north of the equator, right? So winter is coming. That's that's just a long-winded way of saying winter is coming. And sometimes it's easy. It's better to just keep it simple because then you don't get all tied up like I do and twisted with trying to talk about things that are not, uh, you know, most, well, not my expertise, let's just put it that way. I never talk about winter. I don't talk about solstice or anything else, but I just thought I'd throw that in for you guys. So now that we're entering into the winter season, and it also is a, it's a good opening for what I'm about to talk about. Now that we're entering into the winter season, it's a time for us to start looking inward. We turn inward, right, to, for rest because, you know, In this season, the trees, everything is resting. Nothing's really growing. You don't see any leaves and fruit and all that kind of stuff on the trees. So it's a time for us to turn inward, rest, and reflect on everything that has happened throughout the year. It's a time for us to reflect in the moment. Remember, lately I've been talking about Be present in the moment. And I know people have always said that and people have said that, especially since the pandemic, because, you know, they were paying more attention because they couldn't run with the hustle and bustle. But it's more than that. It's. It's God really telling you. Pay attention to what's happening right now. 
and we have to take each day as it presents itself. So in the month of December, I want us to begin the process of preparing for the new year. And I'm not talking about your new, your new year turn up, you know, I'm talking about really getting ready for what's to come. And as with every new beginning in anything that we start, we should always start it off with a prayer because we always want the blessings of the Lord over everything that we do, regardless of what it is. We always want his blessings. So we're going to take this month of December to start preparing for what's coming in the new year. And we're going to begin with a prayer. So let us pray as Jesus taught us to pray. Today's topic, the Lord's Prayer. And our scripture reading for today comes from Matthew 6, 9 to 13. And this one, I'm using the King James Version of this prayer. After this manner, therefore, pray ye our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now, blessed is the reading of the word of the Lord. So here we have Jesus telling the masses how they should pray. Because back in the day, they would recite the same words over and over and over. Words that they thought made them look good in the eyes of others probably the ones who weren't as scholared, you know, in the temple or in the synagogues. They, so the ones that, you know, went to university and had money, they would stand up and they would just pontificate on how close they were to God. But you want to know something? Some might be able to relate to that because that's like in some churches, they still do that today. In some churches on a Sunday morning, you'll have people standing up there praying, saying all these things, sounding so godly. And it's making those who don't really feel they know how to talk to God like, oh, I can never pray like that. Prayer is just talking to God straight. Prayer is just letting him know how you feel. So first and foremost, as Jesus told us in the first scripture, We must always give honor to God because his name is holy and should be acknowledged as being holy. He says, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And in some religions, his name is so holy, they refuse to speak it. They refuse to say his name. And then there are other religions who say they're the only ones that know his name. But that's a whole nother talk show. But today, we're going to just keep it with giving praise, honor, and reverence to the Lord before you start any prayer. That's what you do. 
So whatever name you know him by, give him honor. Give him praise when you approach him. Now, that's not to say that we should approach meekly because the Bible tells us that we should come boldly to the throne and let our petitions be known. Hebrews 4.16, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. The reason we should come boldly to the throne is because Jesus died for us. He knows what it feels like to be one of us. And because he knows how it feels, we can speak to him freely and tell him exactly what we are feeling. So that we can obtain mercy because he's our mercy. There to grant us grace when we need to make it through another day. That's why he died. That's why he's there sitting at the right hand of God. He's there for us. Which leads me back into the prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. And we can look at this as a passage to simply, you know, cover our needs for food and supplies. But it's so much more than that. It also refers back to Christ himself once again. John six thirty five, And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. He gives us everything that we need. So if we pray in this manner, we are in essence asking God to give us the life that Jesus died for us to have. Give us this day our daily bread. Everything that you have created for us, Lord, give us this day our portion for this day. Are you asking God daily? Here I go with the question again. Are you asking God daily what he has set aside for you today when you awake in the morning? Every day, before we put our feet on the floor, we should be asking God for what he has for us today. Not tomorrow, not what we should have got yesterday, but what he has for us today. Be it that, what do you have for me to do today, Lord? How would you have me to speak today, Lord? Where would you have me to go? What is your will for me for this day, God? And when we ask that question, we are essentially asking or saying, I surrender, Lord. I surrender to whatever it is that you have for me today. Because when we read the next line in the prayer, it states, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. This meant, forgive us, Lord, for any financial or non-financial obligations we have as we forgive others who owe us in both areas. And in some versions, it says, forgive us our trespasses. Now, a trespass is to enter unlawfully upon the land of another or to sin, to make an unwarranted or uninvited 
incursion. So we can also look at it in this manner, like it's an attack on someone, you know, a violation. When you attack someone, you've created a violation. You know, you sinned against them. So we're asking God, forgive us what we've done to sin against you. Forgive us for what we might have done that did that might not have shed, you know, made us look good in your eyesight, Lord. Forgive us for it. And then with us asking him for forgiveness, we're then saying that we're going to forgive someone who might have done something that didn't look good in our eyesight, right? Because how can we hold them accountable if we're asking God not to hold us accountable? And finally, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That's saying, lead us not into trials, Lord. Let us not be tested on any level today, but deliver us, Lord, because we know that any trial or any temptation that comes up against us, it's not of you. So we want his hedge of protection to cover us so that the evil one can't taunt us. Because remember, the Lord doesn't tempt us. Temptation comes from Satan. And we learn that in James 1, 12 to 17. And this one I'm reading from the New King James Version. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he, for when he has, he will be, for, okay, let me start all over. Blessed is the man who endures temptation for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin when it is full grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So that right there lets you know A lot of times, a lot of times when you think about it, if you fall into temptation or if you find yourself being tempted, James is telling us when that temptation comes upon you, excuse me, when that temptation comes upon you, it's actually something that you've already manifested because you're living out your flesh. You're living out your flesh. You had already been thinking about it. It's already been conceived, as he said. It was conceived in your mind already. And you know, Jesus already told us, as a man thinketh, so he is. So if you've already been thinking about, hmm, I think I want to do whatever it is, fill in the blank for yourself. And you're just thinking about it. 
No big deal. It's a thought that comes to your mind. And then here comes, you know, the next day, you're thinking about it again. No big deal. But then he says, once it's conceived, it gives birth to sin. So now not only have you been thinking about it, but now you're thinking of ways of how you can do it. Oh, well, if I just do ABC, then I'll be able to get away with DEF, right? And then after you keep doing DEF, then it's going to lead to death. Because if you keep following down that road of satisfying whatever that thought was that you brought into your mind, eventually he's saying. And when he says death, it doesn't have to be a literally dying in the street. Although it could be literally dying in the street too, depending on what you're doing. But every time you commit that sin, you're dying, you're killing your spirit because it's probably something that you should not be doing anyway. Because if it was something that you should be doing, you wouldn't have to sit there and think about it secretly and think of ways of how you could get away with it without others finding out. Or even if there are others involved, without feeling guilty on yourself that, ooh, I really shouldn't be doing this. Because if it was something that you could just do, you would just do it. You would just do it and not think anything about it. Like people do that are living in sin. Even them, sometimes they feel a little guilty. But for the most part, they just live their life. They're not thinking about anything. They're just doing whatever they do normally. They wake up, they do whatever they do normally. It doesn't bother them because they don't feel themselves as doing something wrong. But when you understand the word and you know how you should be living, And I'm not saying we're all perfect. We're not perfect. We're far from perfect. And I think most of the time, most of the time, or I'll just speak for myself because I can't speak for everybody else. But I'll say when I decided to totally, totally, totally surrender, and even now I still have questions of am I really totally surrendered? But that's another talk show. (laughs) But... When you say to yourself, I've totally surrendered, well, God, I'm, I've surrendered to you. And then these things start cropping up and you're like, where is that coming from? And it's things that you hadn't thought about in forever. And you're like, where did that come from? A lot of times it's just the devil trying to bring things back to your remembrance because God is not going to bring it back to your remembrance. Remember, God has already forgived you. He's forgiven you for whatever it is when you were in your sinful life, once you've accepted Christ and you've been born again, you're a new person, you're a new creature. So God is not bringing that old man back into your remembrance. That's why it says God doesn't tempt you. He's not going to tempt you. He's not going to put you in a position where it's like, let me see if you really are saved. No, because God already said, I sent my son. He shed his blood for everyone's sins, even those who don't even want to recognize him. He died for them, too, for when they finally get a clue and want to be saved, they're covered. It's the enemy that wants to taunt you. Oh, so now you think you all that? Well, what about blah, blah, blah? Or or you're lucky if he comes to you like that, because if he comes to you like that, then you can combat him with the word. 
if he comes to you like a conversation, you can shut him down with the word. But sometimes he doesn't come to you like that. Sometimes he'll come to you by having somebody call you on the phone. Out the blue, your phone will ring and it'll be that person. And you're like, I haven't heard from them in years. Hmm. I wonder why. That's what you have to be careful of. That's the temptation that you have to be most mindful of. When things just happen out the blue, you're just going along your day, doing what you feel. Oh, yeah, God, give me this day our daily bread. Give me my daily bread, Lord. I'm ready. Whatever you want me to do, whatever you want me to say, wherever you want me to go, I'm just skipping along, living in the Lord. Yeah? Boom, phone rings. You're thrown right back into whatever that person was attached to. Not saying, don't get me wrong, not saying that you're going to follow through, but the conversation, if you pick up the phone, the conversation is going to be what it's going to be. So are you strong enough to resist that temptation? Because, you know, once that gets in your ear gate and it's in your spirit, then what happens? You know what happens. Memories. Like the corners of my mind, right? You start thinking about, oh, yeah, I remember when this, this, and this, and this, this, and that. And then you're talking about it on the phone. Yeah, remember when we did blah, blah, blah? Remember whatever happened to so-and-so? Before you know it, conversation done went left. And you're talking about things that you never even wanted. You thought about them every now and then. But when you thought about them in your own presence, you would say, there before the grace of God. I thank you, Lord, for the salvation that I am no longer that person that I'm every day striving to be the new creature that you created me to be. But when you're on that phone, you ain't thinking that. You're not thinking that at all. You're just a bit, 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 bit. That's the temptation that we're talking about. When we ask him, lead us not into temptation. It's like, Lord, don't even let that person ring my phone. Let them lose my number. That's why a lot of times, a lot of people, especially people who are in heavy addictions, and I'll say more so, they teach this in NA um, or AA. If you're in a heavy addiction, they tell you, you have to change the people you hang around, change your phone number. You can't even frequent the same neighborhood you used to hang out in because, and this has nothing to do with being saved. This has nothing to do with accepting Christ. We're just talking about people who no longer want to drink anymore or no longer want to do drugs anymore. You can't go into places or be around places that were familiar to you when you used to do that because the temptation's going to be there because the memories are going to come back. So we ask God to help us to avoid temptations. Deliver us from them all. And remember, we asked him to do this daily because asking him to do it yesterday doesn't cover today. Asking him to do it today is not going to cover tomorrow. That's why Jesus said daily, this is how we should pray. And if we start in this manner, it won't be like we're going to him with a grocery list. Oh, God, I need blah, 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 just rattling off things. 
with this prayer, we cover everything that we need for today. Now, I'm not saying don't go to the Lord with your own prayers that you might have, you know, your thoughts throughout the day. Yes, you should be in constant communication with him all day with whatever it is that's on your mind or on your heart. You should be letting him know, you know, working it out with him. But if we start our days off in this manner, as soon as our feet hit the floor, or you could say it as you're lying in the bed before your feet hit the floor. If we start our days off in this manner, all of our needs will be covered and all of our needs will be met in Jesus' name. And with that, it's time for us to take a music break. You have been listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn, What Brooklyn Sounds Like. Bread of life Sent down from glory Many things you were on earth A holy king, a carpenter But you are the living word Come on Come on, Houston, you can say it one time with us. Send down from glory. Many things. Come on, somebody say it. Awesome rule. Gentile redeemer.
Welcome back, welcome back. You are listening to Kay on What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn. It is now time for the part of the show that I would normally call Op-Ed. But today's Op-Ed, because it's so important to me to get this message out to all of you about getting yourself ready for what's to come, 
I think we should stay on this topic. And I say that because there's a lot of things happening in the world. There's a lot of things taking place simultaneously, exclusively to their own, but then there's subsets of things that's something bigger. In any event, for us, for me, to keep myself grounded, to keep myself covered, to keep myself where I feel my spirit is protected, I like to stay in the positive and I have to stay in the word to get that. I have to keep thinking on things of God. And he says that, he also says that in the word. He will keep those in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. So if you don't want to get caught up in the chaos of what's going on around you, because you can't change what's happening around you, not immediately. Maybe it's if it's in your home. And even sometimes if it's in your home, you can't directly change what's happening around you because people are individuals. Everybody has their own mind, their own thoughts. And they have their own actions. They're going to live how life is spread out for them. And their life might not be spread out the way your life is spread out. You know, everybody's walking their own journey. Everybody's taking their own road. Although our roads may intertwine, as I often say, our roads intertwine all the time. But that doesn't mean that we're going this. Ultimately, we want to all end up in the same place. But the roads that we take to get there could lead us far and wide. So I say that because when we're preparing ourselves this December to get ready for what's coming in the new year, and we're doing that self-reflection, as you know, I was talking to someone last night, (laughs) and it was their birthday yesterday. So they're a December baby. So they, uh, they were, I was asking them, well, how was your day? You know, what did you do for your day? Cause you know, birthdays are special to me. I love everybody's birthday. Cause you know, birthday always includes a birthday cake. And you know, that was always my, oh, we get to eat cake. So I'm happy. But so when I was talking to them, you know, they were like, oh no, I didn't really do anything. And they're like, I know you're going to say, how could you not do something? This is your special day. But, you know, I didn't really think of it. You know, birthdays don't matter to me. I'm just, you know, happy to see another year and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yes. But even in saying that, you can say it in a little more enthusiasm. Like, oh, you know, I didn't do anything special, but I just thank God that, you know, he opened my eyes to have another day, you know. And they were saying that they were doing their own self-reflection because it's the end of the year. So they were getting ready, you know, for New Year's, you know, New Year's and what's to come with next year. And I was just giggling to myself. I said, hmm, yeah. So my message is timely. It's timely because, yes, I know that people are getting prepared for the new year. And this is this is nothing new. Everybody in December with the holidays, everybody starts getting ready for the new year. But in doing so, I want us to be mindful of taking everything a day at a time. Yes, we know the new year is coming, but you have to be, you have to be prepared every day for what's coming. And I don't know another way to say that other than the way I said it. 
You have to be prepared every day for what's coming. So what you do today, what you do today is important for what you did today because you don't know if what you're doing today in asking God to totally order your steps for today, what should you say today, where should you go today, you don't know what that's setting up for your future and the road ahead because, you know, he sees everything ahead. So he might have you doing something today that is going to help you down the road later. But if you're not in tune to what he has for you, it can skip you, skip you for that day, which might end up where you find yourself trying to play catch up and do something like, oh, if I just would have did this or if I would have known, well, you could have known if on every day when you woke up, you asked, what is it for me to do today? Because you of yourself, you're not going to think. We think we make plans, our to-do list, but that to-do list is just what we can see. That to-do list is just what we can understand. That to-do list that we make for ourselves is just something that we can comprehend. We don't know what God sees. We don't know what he sees. We don't know everything that he has in detail. He might give us the big picture, but we don't know. If we knew everything in detail, number one, it would probably blow our mind and it would overwhelm us. I know me, if he told me everything, and I'm not even talking about what he has coming for me, ahead of me. I'm just even thinking about had he told me three years ago that I would be doing this, if he told me three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, what he did tell me is he told me seven years ago, I should say, that I would be doing something but it was like just in general. That was when I was thinking about leaving, you know, my job. He was like, yeah, you're going to, you know, you're going to give them two weeks notice and you're going to be gone. That's what he told me. But he never told me how I was going to do it. What was going to be the atmosphere? Why would I be doing it? What was going to make it possible for all, you know, for it to happen? And then slowly but surely things started lining up. But I say, and this is just me speaking. I know if he showed me everything, I wouldn't get out of bed. And I'm being serious. I'm being serious. I'm being honest. I would not get out of bed if he showed me everything that I had ahead of me that I would be doing. I would probably just stay in the bed, pull up those. I would pull that blanket up right to my neck and go back to sleep. I would because I'd be too overwhelmed. I'd be afraid, number one. I'd be frightened. And I'd be like, oh, no, I can't do that. What? What are you talking about? Some parts might make me excited and say, oh, yeah, I was waiting to do that. But then even when you get to the, oh, I was waiting to do that, there's other parts that lead into the, oh, I was waiting to do that, that you're like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. Because every time when you have something good, you know there's always something that you have to do that, mm, I really don't want to do that. Like if you want to, and I'm going to use my favorite, of course, because that's the best analogy I could use, a cake. I love to eat cake, which lately, and I, oh, it's so funny for me to use that as an analogy, I keep saying Overall, I've always loved cake, but I haven't had a slice of cake in eons. And that's what makes this story so ironic. But when I think about it, that's like the best thing for me to use in as example, because that's what's always is something that I love. 
but I don't like baking cakes. I know how to bake a cake. I know how to bake cakes. I could bake them, ice them, everything. I don't like baking. I don't like the process that you have to do to get the final result, but I love the final result. And that's what I'm talking about. We all would love the final result, but we don't like the process that we have to go through to get there. So if he were to give us everything overall, it would overwhelm us. That's why it's so important. And that's why Jesus told us, just deal with today. And to your today is going to set you up for what is to come. So then you'll be fully prepared for it. So that was my op-ed, meaning Read whatever it is you have to do to get yourself ready, whatever you have to do when you go inward to do your rest, to do your reflection, do it now. Do it every day so that you just have the time to really just get into yourself. So when the new year comes in, you're not overwhelmed like some people running around, oh, it's the new year and I got ten uh, this whole list of things that I should have did, could have did, would have did, but now I'm going to try to do them now all in this year. And it's the same list that you've been carrying around for the last 10 years. Not when you deal with everything on a daily basis. You don't have to worry about getting caught up in that. And that ends op-ed. But now since we're in a new month, of course, we are in a new month and we have a new word. The new word is deceptive. Interesting word for December, right? Deceptive, giving an appearance or impression different from the true one, misleading. And what we must remember is one day the word is not going to always be available to us to read, right, in print. So we should always have it written upon our hearts. And Jeremiah 31, 31 to 34 tells us, and this is coming from the New King James Version, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them from the hand, took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant, which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord, but this is a covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds. I will write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother saying, know the Lord, but they shall know me. From the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. So see how important it is. God already told us he's making a new covenant. But in order for you to be part of that covenant, he's saying he's writing his word on your heart. And how else is he going to write the word on your heart? It's for you to read it. He's not going to just pump it in you like you do a turkey with the juicer and you pump it. No. You got to read it. That's how it's going to be written in your heart. That's how you're going to always be able to remember his word. And I promise today is going to come from Psalm 136, 126. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. So with that I say, I want everyone to have a blessed Sunday. I want everyone to think about asking God every day, 
Give us this day our daily bread. And remember, hallowed be his name. Give him his praise, his honor, and his glory first. And then tell him, your will be done. Here, where I am right now, as you're having it done in heaven. Because remember, everything happens in the spiritual realm before it's manifested in the physical. So you want everything that God has good, pure, and holy for you to come down and reign with you here while you're here in the presence on earth. And give us this day our daily bread. Not just that I'm hungry, Lord, or pay my rent or pay my light bill. Yes, I want those things. But you know those things that I'm in need of. You already know that. When you're asking me to say, give me this day our daily bread, you're really saying, like I said, Jesus said he's the bread of life. So if I'm asking you to give me my daily bread, I'm asking you to give me everything that Jesus promised me when he went on that cross. That's what I'm asking for, Lord. Everything that he promised me when he went on the cross. Right? Have a blessed Sunday. I hope you enjoy your week. This is the holiday season. Be careful. There's a lot of stuff going on out there. People are not going to be paying attention because they're just so happy to be out. Be careful. The numbers are spiking again. This is what we hear. So I'm going to go back to my normal PSA, which I had dropped because I thought everything was going, you know, fine. But COVID is still out there, and now it has friends. It doesn't just have its cousin with cousins with the different variants. It has its friends that it called along. The flu, who also comes with different variants of the flu. They got flu A, flu B, everything. And it has pneumonia running around with it. And it has the RSV for the children. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. So the whole umbrella that's going to cover that is wear your mask, wash your hands, and social distance. Have a blessed Sunday, everyone. I will see you guys, or you will hear me again next week. God willing. Peace. Trey Taylor, you the goat. And nothing comes close to what the vibe is Nothing's more exciting than the time spent with you No one but you can love me true How you love me when you love me And you tell me everything is gonna be alright yeah. And you mean the world to me You are my everything And I never, no, never, never ever wanna know What it's like without you I wanna wake up to you every day I think I feel like this forever As long as we're together Wanna know you each and every way I promise to be honest when I speak to you Wanna put you at the top of my list Wanna walk in like I talk it Wanna give you everything Please tell me that you're rocking with this You know all the ways to speak to me I like it when it's just us talking And you don't hold it against me That you don't really need me for nothing But I need you for everything And when I'm honest with you Telling you my interest You keep it official every time I kick you with you It's no games, no
talking.